0: Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis. We appreciate you checking out the podcast. Every Wednesday we discuss a movie. We talk about uh, some fun trivia facts about the film during the conversation. You can join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash screenfacts. Post your comments or questions there. You can also tweet me at Jason Davis voice. You can also email us screenfacts at yahoo.com. There's a couple of different ways to listen to the podcast. Go to jasondavisvoice.com slash podcast for all the details. And by the way, that's a way that you can get all the past episodes that you may or may not have missed. Joining me on the podcast this week is my lovely and talented and exceptional wife, Sue. Wow, thanks, honey. We are on the precipice of the presidential election.
1: I know. Will we survive?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That remains to be seen, but we're going to keep podcasting in the meantime. That's right. And I thought for this week, we would talk about a movie that's based around the White House. Yeah. And the movie that we chose is from May 7th, 1993, the original release date, Mm -hmm. directed by Ivan Reitman. Dave. Great movie. Mm -hmm. Fun movie. Yep. Dave stars Kevin Kline, Sigourney Weaver, Frank Langella, who's great as a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Charles Grodin. Ving Rames and Ben Kingsley. Yep. And then there's a couple of other people that if you watched the movie, you'll be like, oh, I remember her. I remember him mm-hmm. and so on. But mm-hmm. we'll probably talk about that as we get into the podcast. So written by Gary Ross, who was actually nominated for an Oscar for this script. Ross, by the way, also wrote the screenplays for Sea Biscuit and Pleasantville and co-wrote the screenplays for the movie Big... And The Hunger Games.
1: That's right. You know, he was kind of born into the business of screenwriting. His father was a blacklisted screenwriter. No kidding. By the name of Arthur Ross. Huh. He wrote Creature from the Black Lagoon and The Great Race. Wow.
0: That's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool, huh? I had no
1: idea. Yeah. Gary Ross actually dabbled in some acting before he decided to focus on a career behind the camera. And if you notice the second policeman mm-hmm. in the scene where they get pulled over, that's Gary Ross. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he has a little cameo, too. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. The movie and Kevin Kline's performance, by the way, were nominated for Golden Globes. And Charles Grodin actually won an American Comedy Award. He's just so
1: dry and understated. That's and his just... M.O., though. Yeah, that's what he does.
0: Yeah, he's always been really good at that dry, kind of sarcastic sort of mm-hmm. stuff. He uh, was great in Midnight Run with Robert De Niro oh, playing yeah. a similar character yeah. or like that. Mm-hmm. He's always fun, yep. Charles Grodin. There's actually three Oscar winners in the cast Kevin Klein, Ben Kingsley, and Oliver Stone, who has a cameo. And five Oscar nominees Sigourney Weaver, Frank Langella, Jason Reitman, who has a small role as the vice president's son, Laura Linney, and writer Gary Ross, as you mentioned, plays the police officer. That's right. Plus, Bonnie Hunt plays the White House tour guide. We're walking, we're, we're walking. We're and we're stopping. She was nominated for a couple of Golden Globes in her career. So this cast has quite the pedigree. They absolutely do. So the movie grossed $62.3 million. Box Office Be Damned, it's a fun movie, and it's a great movie. It sure is. And it's another one of those movies that you watch with the president where you go, why isn't our president that cool? <laughs>
1: Of course. Well, which president are you speaking of, though?
0: Well, that's just it. It's funny because uh, Kevin Klein plays a couple of roles in this movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Ivan Reitman had said that he felt that Kevin Klein plays three roles. Dave, mm-hmm. he plays Bill Mitchell,
0: right, and then he plays Dave playing Bill Mitchell, right. Which is pretty, you know, it's pretty amazing that he wasn't nominated for some awards yeah, for this.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, because he's really, I mean, Kevin Klein. you can't talk enough about how great of an actor he is. Oh, he's, he's really phenomenal. talented.
1: phenomenal. I mean, Juilliard trained and, you mm-hmm. know, Shakespeare and all that good stuff.
0: Yep. When he's playing Bill Mitchell, the actual president, mm-hmm. he's a dick. Yeah. There's no other way to say yeah. it. He's a dick. Yeah. As... Dave Kovic, Mm -hmm. he's great. Yeah, he's just,
1: you're all around nice guy. Everyone works on Monday. It's Wednesday and everyone works on Wednesday. Yeah,
0: he runs a temp agency. He finds jobs for people. So he's doing something with his life. Yeah, right? he
1: rides a bike because it's better for the environment. Right. He, what does he sing when he's on the bike? Show tunes. I mean, <laughs> come on, this is a great guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then when he's brought in to become the president, mm-hmm. he doesn't take on Bill Mitchell's personality, obviously.
1: Right. He's uh, focusing on just learning his mannerisms right. in the beginning. You
0: know, yeah, which they want way him. He
1: points his hands and does he hold the podium or not?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they want him to be convincing as the president. Yeah. But then he starts doing things that actually help people, mm-hmm. which was very unlike what the president would do. Right. That doesn't sit well with Frank Langella as the uh, chief of staff, That's who's right. uh, who's got a whole plan that he's concocted that he's going to end up being president. Right. <laughs> Power hungry jerk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they pin the whole scandal thing on him. Right. And, oh, just make him look terrible.
0: Yeah. It's really great how how everything plays out in the movie we talk about how presidents in the movies are usually people that we'd like to be leading our country more than the actual leaders. Exactly. As it turns out, when this film came out at the time, Bill Clinton was president. He actually was Mm -hmm. a big fan of the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bill Mitchell himself is just a really rotten guy. Yeah. We only see him in action in one scene, really. And that's when he's sitting with the cabinet. Right. And he's telling them to, you know, shoot down this bill. He said, I'm not going to do it because it would make me look like a prick. I want you to look like pricks. Right. <laughs> you know, and you go, oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. And uh, he's a womanizer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's one of the big plot points in the movie that Sigourney Weaver, who plays the first lady, yep. hates him. Yeah. They never see each other. They don't talk to each other. Yeah. So it's it, and in the beginning, it's not really hard for them to pass Dave off as, as him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because they really just pass each other in the hall and that's about it. Yeah.
0: But then it's funny how that all kind of comes undone. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like when the first thing she says to him, once he's back at work after he had the stroke, she just walks in and says, why why couldn't you die from the stroke like other people do? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. And you're like, oh, good day to you too.
0: (laughs) And then I love after that whole exchange, thank you for doing this, Ellen, and all that kind (laughs) of stuff. And then she leaves. And, and he's like, she hates me. And then and then the two guys that brought him yeah. in are like, yes. Yes, yes.
1: it's so true. <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. he
0: was convincing enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as great as Kevin Klein is in this movie, mm-hmm. he actually wasn't the first choice to play Dave, which I was surprised to yeah. read. He got the part after Warren Beatty and Kevin Costner both turned it down. Huh. I can't see either of those guys. Yeah, Kevin no. Costner, maybe? I, I, I can see
1: him doing it. I well, don't Kevin Costner, he's got that versatility.
0: Kevin Costner can play a likable guy, yeah, Warren Beatty, I couldn't see at yeah, all. <laughs> at all. Yeah. I mean, not, nothing against Warren Beatty. I just, not in this role. He's just, I, I don't see that at uh, all. Uh-uh. Kevin Costner, he's played roles where he's been that sort of aw shucks kind of guy. Like mm-hmm. Field of Dreams, I think, was yeah. sort of like that. So I don't know.
1: I'm glad that they turned it down.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> Kevin Klein was He was, was I think he
1: was absolutely perfect.
0: Yeah. And also uh, Anna DeVere Smith. Mm-hmm. Has a small role in this movie. She plays the woman at the homeless shelter where right, all the kids right, are. Yeah, this is actually uh, one of a few things that she has been involved with that have to do with the president. Mm-hmm. This, the American president, which uh, we will be doing a podcast for coming very soon, and also the television series The West Wing. Aha! Uh-huh. So that's for you, Blazer. We know that you're a big Sorkin guy, yeah. so. And she was also fantastic on Nurse Jackie. Oh, I loved her in Nurse as, Jackie. Yeah, as mm-hmm. acolytus. And by the way, this was also not the only time that Kevin Klein plays both the president and the guy impersonating the president. He did it again, co-starring with Will Smith in 1999's Wild Wild West. So one of the things I really enjoy about this movie is all of the great cameos by mm-hmm. real, real life people. Yeah, whether yeah. it's reporters or political figures or whatever. Yeah. It's done so well and it's very convincing. Yeah. Ivan Reitman... Offered Howard Stern a cameo in okay. the movie mm-hmm. as himself. Okay. But he turned it down. As it turns out though, Ivan Reitman ended up producing Howard Stern's film debut, Private Parts, in nineteen ninety seven.
1: I liked seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger in there. Yeah. And then when they do, you know, the funny little bit for the kids and yeah, and Kevin Klein donut. falls down and yeah. the kids are all giggling and stuff. Yeah.
0: It's so cute. And when he spits out the donut. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: You shouldn't eat these sweet things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to say another guy that was supposed to have a, a cameo as himself was U.S. Senator Alphonse D'Amato. But he ended up bailing because there were some issues between the Senate and Warner Brothers over the content of Ice-T's album Cop Killer. Oh, That was a very controversial thing at yeah, the time. Yeah. So Ice-T ends up leaving Warner Brothers. And then D'Amato goes, oh, well, I can come back to the film now then. <laughs> and uh, Ivan Reitman said, uh, no, thanks. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. good. <laughs> <I thought> not. <laughs>
1: I like when they put actual reporters and TV shows and stuff like that in because it kind of puts a little reality check in and a Mm -hmm. little timestamp
0: on it, too. Yeah. And that's the thing. All of the news, you know, Kathleen Sullivan from the news, uh, Sander Van Mm Oker. Yeah, there was a bunch of cameos of those type of people. Yeah. And like you said, it it really makes it feel legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, the White House itself, the whole set seemed legitimate. Mm -hmm. But we found out it wasn't the actual. Well, obviously, Oval Office was busy at the
0: time. They're not allowed to shoot inside the White House right. with the, for these movies. Yeah. There's just no way to do that. Yeah. So they build sets. And they actually ended up building the White House exteriors too. They do authentic recreations of the portraits and things like mm-hmm. that in the drapes and all that. It's pretty amazing yeah. how they're able to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, they went to the White House and asked for permission to take photographs and measurements and really Mm -hmm. be accurate. But the White House said no. So Ivan Reitman told his production designer to just go on a tour. (laughs) So he went in and just took a tour. But he had his camera with him. (laughs) And <laughs> so
0: he took pictures because when you're a tourist you can take pictures. Yeah, but the tour obviously doesn't go in the in the oval office. And right,
1: stuff. right. Well then they what they did was they went to the Ronald Reagan Library okay. which has a reproduction of the Oval Office there. Oh wow. So they were able to measure there and take more pictures there. And then go from there. But I thought that was hysterical. That's great.
0: Hey, listen, <laughs> uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? That's right. Yeah. And the film's Oval Office set was reused more than 25 times. And I think we've talked about this when we, yeah, we talked right? about, I think, uh, Independence Day way yes. back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about how they always recycle sets, mm-hmm. television shows and movies, including mm-hmm. The Pelican Brief, Hot Shots Part 2 <laughs> <laughs> Clear and Present Danger, and Absolute Power. Yeah were some of the movies uh, that were mentioned that used the same Oval Office set. I think Washington, D.C., in general, doesn't really want film crews using their stuff. Okay. Obviously, because there's a lot of stuff going on, and Mm -hmm. plus it's probably a security risk and everything else. The House of Delegates Chamber in the State Capitol Building in Richmond, Virginia, doubled for the House Chamber of the U.S. Capitol in D.C. Okay. A lot of members of the Virginia House of Delegates and visitors to the Capitol that day ended up being extras in the movie. Oh,
1: how cool.
0: Yeah. So that's probably <laughs> kind of cool if you're you know, you just happen to be yeah, there and
1: taking a taking a tour or, yep. you know, on a field trip or something. Yeah, it's why not? A movie.
0: Yeah. So it's Jason cool. Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, mm-hmm. was Vice President Nance's son, and the only time you see him is when Nance is being sworn in on the steps of the uh-huh. building. Yes. And of course Jason Reitman has gone on to, to be a, a pretty successful director in his own right, Juno and some other things. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm putting it all together now. There you look go. At that. Hey. Look at that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was another cool uh, movie crossover that I might as well mention. In one of the press conferences that Dave, well, as the president holds, mm-hmm. there's a news camera with a logo that may or may not look familiar to you, depending on how much of a movie fan you are. Yeah, yeah. Clamp Cable Network. Mm-hmm.
1: CCN. CCN.
0: That's the name of the cable network from the movie Gremlins 2, the new batch. That Daniel Clamp, I think, is the is the character's name. And he's supposed to be very loosely based on Donald Trump. You know, oh, the big boy. real estate guy, okay, yeah. his name on everything, blah, yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> but Gremlins 2, along with the original Gremlins, starred Kevin Kline's wife, Phoebe Cates. Oh, that's right. And, and they're both Warner Brothers movies, too. So that's how that ends up in this movie.
1: Yeah, they can do that easier that way. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> just, but it's that's one of those things that's easy to miss.
1: Just go in the prop room and grab something. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Well, going back to Gary Ross, okay, <laughs> I did want to mention more about him. He actually was a speechwriter. Oh, okay. So he was very plugged into the whole political scene. That brings more of the authenticity mm-hmm. to it. Besides having real people right. and very realistic settings, you have someone on the inside who's actually writing the dialogue and everything. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really cool. Part of the reason they were able to get a lot of the cameos of the real D.C. people was because of Ross's connections to them.
0: Because he had relationships with them. hmm Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Tip O'Neill and some of the senators and stuff like that. So oh, okay. I thought that was kind of cool. Very cool. You know me. I always like to talk about baseball.
0: You do? Not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it took me a minute when we were watching him throughout the first pitch mm-hmm. to remember again that it's Dave being Bill Mitchell throwing out the pitch. Right. Because Dave <laughs> plays ball, doesn't he? Because well, doesn't he ask Charles Grodin to go like to the park and toss a ball around or something? There's
0: two things in the movie that indicate that he's a big baseball fan. First yeah. of all, he has the the baseball glove in his desk drawer. Yes, yes. And then, yeah, when he goes to Murray's office, mm-hmm. Charles Grodin's yeah. office, he says, hey, you want to go play some ball? He's like, it's the middle of the day. I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he definitely has a, a love of the game.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I didn't put it all together until last night when we were watching oh, it. Oh, really? When he throws out the first pitch and really puts some pop on it. And yeah. the catcher's
0: like, whoa. Yeah, because the catcher, it's He's funny because the catcher- the president
1: to throw it out. Right. The
0: catcher is standing up and, and Dave- Mm-hmm. As, as President Mitchell mm-hmm. tells him to kneel down in the, in, you know, squat down like yeah. a catcher would. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. he gets out and he throws a perfect strike.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out they only had a few minutes to get that scene done. Oh, okay. Yeah. They went over to uh, Camden Yards mm-hmm. and right before an Orioles Tigers game okay. on August 3rd of 92. Okay. The baseball management was like oh just do it just get in get out you know (laughs) it's cool
0: that they let them do that before the game
1: yeah yeah (laughs) so it turns out the orioles actually won that game six Mm -hmm. to three Mm -hmm. the pitcher for orioles that day Mm -hmm. storm davis (laughs) no relation
0: wow okay i don't even remember that guy
1: (laughs) and their first baseman
0: glenn davis No relation. Wow. Just
1: had to do that.
0: I think that might have been the first year when they first opened Camden Yards. If it wasn't the first year, it was definitely early on because Camden Yards was a new ballpark back then.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: So August 3rd, 1992, a very important day in history. I've heard. My favorite twins, Sarah and Rebecca Gaunt, were born on that day.
1: Ah, I've heard of them. Yes,
0: you have. Okay, when I was first starting out in Charlottesville at the radio station when I worked down there, they came to see me with their mom at an event that I was doing, and they came up to me, and they were, I think, maybe six or seven at the time. And I said, oh, I bet you guys want a balloon or something like that. No, we came to see you, and I was, like, blown away by that. And I said hi to them on the radio the next day. Their mom made it a point to, like, call me at the station and say, oh, you know, it made their whole year and everything else. And we just became really friendly. They were, like, a second family to me when I lived down there. Mm -hmm. I can't say enough how much these two girls mean to me, Girls, they're young women now, which just blows my mind. And I kind of feel a little sad that I haven't really kept up with them as much as I should over the years. But I hope they know that I love them and I always think about them. Sarah and Rebecca, thank you for being a part of my life. So the president's and vice president's names are tributes to real political figures. Yes, they are. The president's full name in the movie is William Harrison Mitchell. Mm -hmm. William Henry Harrison was elected in 1840 and the first president to die in office. The vice president, played by Ben Kingsley, we mentioned is Vice President Nance. John Nance Garner was Franklin Roosevelt's vice president for two terms.
1: Mm -hmm. Super cool. John Nance Garner actually once said his job was not being worth a pitcher of warm piss. (laughs) 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 Oh, 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 vice president jokes. (laughs) Always good in November, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) Like to talk about the fact that yes, we're talking about a comedy, and yes, it's an old time, you know, movie from early 90s and stuff. Mm-hmm. But typically, the things I come in and talk about with you comedy wise are things that are a little more broad comedy, like more physical comedy, more mm-hmm. slapstick, more in your face funny. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. I was reading a bunch of interviews with Kevin Klein. He was saying that the movie he had done right before this was Fish Called Wanda.
0: He won the Oscar for that. Yeah.
1: And I forget, what his character's name in it Otto. Was Otto? Yeah. He was really... Don't call me stupid. He was really concerned that he was going to come in and do Dave and everyone was just going to call it Otto Goes to Washington. (laughs) You know, so he really toned it down for this. It's a very subtle comedy. Yeah. It's very subtle. And for me to be loving this movie as much as I do, Mm -hmm. it's a little different from what I normally like, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you are not one to go for romantic comedies very often.
1: Right, right. This is definitely a a romantic
0: comedy. Yeah, I'm more the chick flick person in our (laughs) our relationship. Go figure.
1: I know. But this, see, this isn't just a romantic comedy, though. No, no,
0: it's it's definitely a lot more than that. You know,
1: you see both of those characters evolving. You know, you see him coming in, you know, from the goofy guy who rides a pig, into you know the the car place to going in and he's like such a tourist and and he throws out a couple things like um you know when they tell him to call work and say you won't be and he picks up the phone he's like do i have to dial nine yeah you know and then when he's standing at the podium and he has the white house pen he's like can i keep this yeah
0: and then even when he's even after he's kind of become the president yeah and then he decides that he's gonna leave. Yeah. Because he doesn't feel like he belongs there anymore. Right. He packs up a presidential duffel bag yeah, with souvenirs. towels, yeah, souvenirs.
1: But he embraces it more and more mm-hmm. and you see him really becoming comfortable in the role mm-hmm. of president, you know, especially as he's, you know, rolling around with the dogs and working with the kids and you know, stuff like that. And <laughs> Sigourney Weaver comes in with her, you know, why can't you die from a stroke like everybody else? And then she doesn't leave like she's going to. And she comes back and they decide to work together and do some good while they can. Mm-hmm. You know, Well, she's been I mean, in a bad relationship for all those years. So she's like mean and hateful.
0: I think that's, that's the great thing about the two characters. They bring out the best in each other. Yeah, yeah. They kind of discover something that's been missing mm-hmm. from each of their own personalities yeah. together.
1: Yeah. I mean, she said, you know, she got into it because she believed she could do good. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when she says to him, well, what would you do if you could, you know, mm-hmm. while well, you still can? And that's, you know, what comes makes up with the them, jobs plan, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what makes them go back mm-hmm. instead of just saying, oh, we're, we're not going to do this anymore.
0: Yeah. It's very well written. Yeah. Uh, the characters are great. They're not one dimensional or right. anything like that. And it's a sweet story. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to not root for him.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, it's, you know, an every man kind of guy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say it's very Capra-esque. Mm-hmm. One of the few bad reviews, or not as great reviews at the time, actually called it Capricorn.
0: <laughs> like corny Capricorn. Yeah. Capra.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, funny. but they said, you know, you have, you know, you're in the most cynical place in the world, DC. Mm-hmm. You have the, oh, shucks, I want to help the world guy. And, you know, how's he going to get in there and affect some change? And you can't help but enjoy it.
0: I think there's uh, sort of, transformations from a lot of the characters yeah i mean even ving Raims' character yes you know he's this he's so stoic ha- and- stoic yeah. as hard hard as nails secret service guy in the beginning at one point in the movie dave's making a sandwich in the white house mm-hmm. kitchen oh and he the gives half sandwiches to him. in
1: this movie oh yeah. my gosh they look so good
0: <laughs> he gives ving rames half the sandwich and he's talking to him. he's like so uh we're always warned about you guys so you would take a bullet for the president he says certainly and then uh, he goes, well, I guess that means you would take a bullet for me now. And he doesn't really answer. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: He kind of thinks about it, though. You see him thinking about yeah. it, going, yeah, I guess I have to. Yeah. Because, you you know, for everybody watching, you're the president. Yeah. Later on in the movie, Bing Rame says to Dave, "Yeah, I would have taken a bullet for you. Yeah. And it's such a great moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they also have that nice sweater moment, too. Yes. <laughs> when um, Dave is looking in the paper. Yeah. Oh, there's a picture of you. Well, there's a picture of you. Oh, you know, you're so imposing. Have you ever thought of just wearing a sweater? And Ving Rhames goes, yeah, but they they make me look big. They make
0: my neck look too thick, <laughs> or something like that.
1: Yeah, how about a sweater vest with a tie? Yeah, probably no one's ever talked to him on the job like this before. Ever? Well, of course not, because <laughs> you know? he's you know he's a Secret <laughs> yeah. Service
0: guy. I mean, they got ice in their veins, right? Yeah, ice water in their. <laughs> but it's veins. nice
1: to see the bonding.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of great moments like that. Mm-hmm. And even the guy that works with Frank Langella, the guy yeah, Alan yeah. is the character's name. I, I forget the actor's name, but great character actor. Mm-hmm. Kevin Dunn. Even he doesn't feel comfortable with all this stuff. Yeah. You know, he really doesn't want to do things that are illegal. He's very not good with it. I think even he's kind of rooting for Dave to do good things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can tell that Dave's winning him over too. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. It's just a really great movie. Again, it's a sweet love story. It's a funny movie. It's one of the few times you you watch somebody in Washington, D.C. and you go... Yeah, you know you root for them. <laughs>
1: yeah, it makes it's a feel good movie.
0: Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's really a lot of fun.
1: And the music, mm-hmm. oh, I love the music. I love you know movies that are scored mm-hmm. like that. Just yeah, gorgeous.
0: Yeah, and even like the the scenery, the way it's shot, like in the beginning. Mm -hmm. What did I say? I said, you know, they're showing like the the guys rowing on the river and they're showing all the like Washington Mm -hmm. Monument and the Jefferson Memorial and all that. And you go, man, they really make D.C. look so awesome Mm -hmm. in movies. Yeah. (laughs) But when you go there and you walk around there, or you drive through there, it doesn't look that good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) And and of course, you know, all the stuff that's going on there. That's Mm -hmm. uh, questionable, to say the least. (laughs) So, anything else?
1: Yeah, it turns out not just Bill Clinton is a fan, a president who's a fan of the movie. Uh, Obama oh, is okay. also a fan. Obama even told Kevin Klein, I guess they had met at some point, and he said, "Oh, you know, I, I saw Dave and I and I liked it." Kevin Klein said that Obama said, "You know, you make it look it's very easy being president." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Kevin Klein was like, "Yeah, I know, I know it's not. I know it's yeah.
0: not." Yeah, <laughs> I I gotta say. You know, all kidding aside, you know, we're talking about how presidents in the movie always seem better and Mm -hmm. everything else. That's got to be one of the most thankless jobs in the world. Absolutely. Honestly. Yep. Because no matter what you do, there's going to be a majority of people who think you're doing it wrong Mm -hmm. and they're going to hate you. It's a tough gig. Yeah. I mean... You know, you're in charge of a lot. Yeah,
1: and (laughs) 24-7. Yeah. Right outside the doors to your bedroom, there's the world right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, this movie obviously is very lighthearted. It's a comedy. Yeah. Blazer and I are going to do a podcast for the American president Mm -hmm. because he's a big Sorkin guy. Mm -hmm. And that movie is also a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. But there's obviously a lot more, quote-unquote, presidential stuff in that movie.
1: Well, yeah, yeah.
0: And so it's going to be interesting to talk about that one, Mm -hmm. too. I think people who criticize the job the president does, try walking a mile in their shoes. That's all I'm going to say. I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah.
1: Although I would be tempted to take a pad of paper and the pencil and go through the budget and find (laughs) that $650 million That's such a great scene. That was so cool. But you
0: know, the funny thing is you probably could do that and come up with part of a solution at least because the government wastes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. There's no question about that.
1: So, you know, yeah. and when he says to the one guy, well, I don't want to tell an eight year old he's got nowhere to live because I want to let people feel better about the cars they're driving. Do you? And the guy's like, no, I sure don't. No, I
0: sure don't, Mr. <laughs> President.
1: <laughs> so great. And you're just like, everyone's rallying behind him by yeah, the end of it. It's
0: fantastic. <laughs> and it
1: really makes you think like, and Charles Grodin even says, you know, if I ran my business the way they were running this. <laughs> it does these books? Ad, I, if
0: I ran my business like this, I would be out of business. Out of business. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> It's great. Mm-hmm. Anything else or? I don't have anything else. So. Uh,
1: no, no. I just really enjoyed <laughs> watching it again. Me too. It's you know, always fun. it really stands the test of time too, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's you really You know, good. It, even though it came out you know, a few years ago.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Ivan Reitman, I can't think of too many movies that Ivan Reitman's had his name on one way or another, mm-hmm. whether it's director, producer, or whatever. That aren't good. He's just a really talented guy and he always is associated with good stuff. That's true. And sometimes he does a movie that surprises you. He directed Draft Day with Kevin Costner, which we were surprised. Wow. It's like totally unlike anything he's ever done. Because
1: I love football movies.
0: Yeah. Not. But you enjoyed that.
1: I love that movie. There you go. And that's credit
0: to Ivan Reitman. Yep. Well, that's it for Dave. Honey, thanks for uh, for doing another episode with me as always. Mm, You're welcome. Appreciate it. And thanks to you for listening. We do appreciate it. Remember, please like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ScreenFacts. And if you have a favorite scene from this movie or any comments about it, you can post them there. You can also tweet me at Jason Davis Voice. You can email ScreenFacts at Yahoo.com. Please help others find the show by rating, commenting, subscribing on iTunes. You can also show your support for the show by ordering Screen Facts merchandise. You can do that at the podcast page of jasondavisvoice.com. And remember, you can also find out about all the ways you can listen to the podcast, including past episodes that you may have missed. Show theme music by Audionautics.com, And a special thanks to our announcer, Kim McKay from kimsvoice.com.
1: Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis Voiceover. Visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, narration, promo, internet video, e-learning or training program, and more. Click on the podcast page to get information about where you can download and listen to past episodes. Listen again next Wednesday for a new episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis.